0: Hello and welcome to Super Rugby Autaroa Round 2 Preview. Yes, we've had two games in the bag already with bumper crowds and it looks like we're going to have two bumper crowds again this weekend for um, what we got. First up, we've got the Chiefs versus the Blues coming down here in the Tron followed up by the Hurricanes versus the Crusaders down in windy Wellington or wet Wellington. It looks like it's going to be. And joining me to go through all those games uh, are both um, Shane and Stephen. hey, do you, sirs? Good, thanks, Paul. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm so, superb. Conflik, Conflik, I can see you kind of uh, got got some noise and people in the background there. Oh, no, it's Shane. Shane, where are you? Yeah, the- you're not in uh, <laughs> the caravan. You've got the, um, <laughs> the brick wall and things. Welcome
2: to the uh, family hotel in West Tamworth, um, one of the great... Um, country pubs in in new south wales and uh
0: world famous family (laughs) you
2: you know it now guys you're on
0: (laughs) absolutely so um kicking us off this weekend as i say on saturday at uh seven or five minutes past 7 p.m um new zealand times and we have the chiefs versus the blues and as ashwin says Shano is wearing the wrong shirt. Yep, totally agree. Got the old Chevron thing going on. We know it's we know that Chevron things are um our league because look, the logo we have for our league show has a chevron on it. So, yes, we know that's definitely gonna be a league jersey that you're wearing there, Shane. Um, but never mind, we'll let you off just this once. Um Chiefs up against the blues. I'll just run through the Chiefs lineup and then we'll get into it. Um, they have uh, Aiden Aidan Ross. Samisoni Tekilaho, and Niapo Lualala in the front row. Um, Tupu, Va'ai, and um, Natao Arkeo uh, in the engine room. Luke Jacobson, Lachlan and Bushia, um Peter Gus Soakula, the Lucys. Weber and Cruden to uh, control things. Leonard Brown and Topia in the centres with Sean Wainui, Sean Stevenson and David McKenzie in the backs there. Over onto the reserves, Bradley Slater, Ruben O'Neill, Ross Glendhuis, Adam Thompson as the lock replacement, Dylan Nell, Leah Asati, Milo Harris, Caleb Trask, and Solomon Alamalo. Shane? quite a few names there that uh, are probably new to you.
2: Yeah, a few few new names, but it's also the Chiefs' depth that's um, going to to be put on show. And, and the Blues, obviously, um, uh, we'll we see what they can We've seen what they could do with their new players, but the Chiefs um, certainly handled themselves well despite narrowly losing that game last weekend. So, um, yeah, new names on show, but um, more talent for New Zealand rugby.
0: Um, Stephen, um, any areas of concern for you there um, with those new names?
3: Oh, well, and the Chiefs, we talked about a lot uh, from last week, didn't we? That second row of the Chiefs is certainly an area of, I think, much concern um, for their team. It, it's new. It's fresh. It was impressive around the field against the Highlanders, I felt. Um, especially uh, Akoi, I thought, was outstanding. He carried the ball very, very well. He got himself – well, he got his opposition number trying to tackle him um, a yellow card. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely a, a big lad that's difficult to stop. So, yeah, I mean, there's positives there for the Chiefs. But I think in this sort of competition where there's – no room for error, really. It, it's cutthroat. It's, it's top level. It's, it's going to be tough. Every single week, you've got to bring your A game, your best game, and it's going to be a, a hot, hot bit of experience for these guys, isn't it, these young guys? So, yeah, we need to see more from them. We need to see more from, especially that line out, Takahou, uh, Vaai and Akoi. Those guys need to really, really stand up and take a bit of that responsibility. You know, it's hard to say for a young guy in a team but I just really think that, especially in this match, I'm probably sure we'll talk about later, that back row of the Beauches, um and the Jacobsons, they need to concentrate on what they do. They don't need to worry about someone else's role. They just need to concentrate on keeping um, their opposition back row uh, out of the game, effectively.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's what Boucher, This is his 50th game, um, so congratulations to him. But he is the most capped player in those, in, in forwards. And he's not really... Uh, well, th- that well-known, or you wouldn't call him the, to a leader or a, or a veteran of of the He had so, yeah, really inexperienced um, front uh, um, pack there. Um, and uh, but that's that um, those that sort of backs. If Aaron Cruden gets some singing, sh- Shane, they could cause some real damage, can't they?
2: Can you just repeat that a little bit before? about Aaron
0: Cruden? Cruden gets those backs singing uh, with Dan Selk, Brandon Quintipire. And then uh, Whynewi Stevenson, Dem McKenzie in the back three, they're gonna they can cause some damage, can't they?
2: Oh, absolutely. You, you know that Aaron Cruden has that experience, um, and um, when he comes on, things just start to explode off the um, off the interchange bench. He's probably been, I think, the Chiefs' best player. Um, with the minutes, and he's getting plenty of minutes off that bench, and the experience certainly showing showing to, to the core. Um, but if you get that back line moving, um, you certainly can, um, uh, that's when the Chiefs show their strength, but the, as, as Steve rightfully said, you know, the back rowers have to show some form as well and do the hard it stuff so. for the back to to get moving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's going to run through the blue side then that they'll be coming up against. Um, Alex Hodgman, James Parsons, and Offa Tangafasi in the front row. Patrick Tupolotu and Josh Kutu in the engine room. Kiriwani in at six. Um at eight. And at seven. In the back Sam black, running things with TJ Feani and Bowdoin Barrett in the centre. and the back three of Caleb Clark. Mark Talia and um, Bowden Barrett, Kurt Eglund, Marcel Reckner, and Cioni Affaleo on 50th, this will be his 50th um, game. Gerard and um, Coli uh, and Tony Lamborn, um, the full replacements, Tony Christie, Harry Kramer and Matt Duffy are the back three. Uh, is someone in the pub? Yes, um, Shane is in the pub. The pub isn't sponsoring us. It's an it's, 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 it's absolute disgrace. That is great. So Shane, um thoughts on that uh blues <laughs> project.
2: Uh, me. Yep, Different. Thought for the blues. Yep. Thought for the blues oh, team. Oh look it's amazing. It's um it's almost like when the Undertaker came back twenty years ago into the WWE with the, he's here, are you scared um, theme? Um, And um, you know, some nightmares came true for the Hurricanes. Um, So it was great to see Bodie there, Uh, unfamiliar territory playing 15 instead of 10. Um, But, you know, the back line got moving. Terry Black, what a good game he played. He showed that he had a little bit of confidence learning from the the New Zealand ten. Um, I thought the forwards really stood up as well. So I'm excited. I'm more excited than mate than an inland taipan chasing a bush rat. Bring it on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if we're checking, am I louder now or quieter? About the same. About the same. Okay, so
1: <laughs> the
0: Nope, makes no difference. Okay, sorry folks. Um, they can't hear me. Uh, but so I've, I've, yeah, I've just tried to make some changes here to make it louder, but hopefully yeah, that helps try and talk more clearly. Um but uh Stephen, we we had a show about just an hour ago um with a couple of talking about these games. Um and one of the things we talked about was the unbalanced nature of that back row for the blues. I mean Kiriwani, normally an eight, Hoskins to two two playing well at eight. Um, and Dalton Papalihi pretty much going to be left on his own to fight the breakdown while the other two just try and carry the ball.
3: Yeah, it is going to be like that. It's going to be a case of attackers attacking and defenders having to show up and and do the hard work, isn't it? Because you've got, I mean, mainly for the Blues, you've got a lot of guys who love to run. They love to carry the ball. They love to do that sort of exciting, explosive sort of stuff. Um, But, yeah, no one to do the the hard work and the breakdowns and no one to do that... um, That not seeing stuff that can ultimately win games um, for teams. So yeah, big guys, big runners, the Blues are going to be pretty safe when it comes to carrying the ball, but against it, when they're defending, when they're trying to control that breakdown, which we've seen in in round one was oh so important um, because of those penalties coming from it. You've got to get there fast. You've got to secure your ball you've got to get it laid back quickly you can't move all those sorts of things so they've got to really um step up that game and Kiriwani needs to show he's more than just a guy who loves to run and try crash over people and on the other side of things Jacobson and Boschier need to be guys that are really good at the breakdown but I think the Highlanders nullified them really really well in round one if they do that again somehow the Blues they certainly will have that advantage but yeah you're right it's a, it's a big back row it's, it's a powerful one, but yeah, like Ashwin says in the chat there, puppy Lee is the only guy, he's a good in breakdown, but he's the only one that's going to be in the breakdowns. Um, that's where they could find trouble. If, if he gets isolated in tackles, if he gets in the wrong area of the field where the players, he's going to have to be really on his game to stay ahead of it and, and secure the ball for the Blues so they can keep going or, or defensively try and shut down the Chiefs.
0: And... So guys, uh, normally I'd say if you've got two big big apes or two big guys like that in your in in your back row, then you're going to have problems with lifting uh, and generally lineouts. But so this Blues team stole a bunch of lineouts from the Hurricanes. The Chiefs lost lineups last weekend. <laughs> it's looking like this team could dominate the lineouts, and that could cause the Chiefs all sorts of problems. Wouldn't it, Shane? Oh, it could.
2: Um, it was a bit uncharacteristic to see the Blues steal few lineouts, given that the um, they played the reserve. The you usually compare the Blues to the Wallabies, but um, in this case, <laughs> the Blues uh, really look like a professional outfit. And if you can uh, get get possession of set plays, um, you can um, start gaining ground up the park too. Yeah,
0: yeah so going Shane Moneyway now for your prediction for this game.
2: My prediction is the Blues by a point.
0: Lose by points? point.
3: Oh, Steve. Yeah, I've gone uh, quite a bit bigger than that. So I'm going a large one for the Blues. I've gone the Blues by 11 points, so a whole double figure for the first time this season. I just think around the park, they're going to win that uh, forward battle, and uh, on the attack they're going to be hard to stop. Uh, going forward, they've shown they're a really, really good side. So, we'll see how it goes, but there's definitely areas of concern for both sides. Um,
0: yeah, and so, yeah, I, so I'm going blues by three. Um, so, yeah, that's what's uh, that, that's my one. So, both we're all going blues there, all, all heading the same way. Moving on now to the um, Hurricanes. And uh, let's quickly run through the lineup there. So, Fraser Armstrong, Dane Coles, Turril Lomax, uh, with James Blackwell and Via Fafita in the engine room. Uh, Princip, Karifi, and uh, Ardi Surveyor are the Lucys. TJ and Jackson Garden Basham are going to run things. Uh, Lamapi and Arso in the uh, centres with Ben Lam, Wes Hooson and Chase Tiatia um, in the uh, back three. On the Off the bench, we've got a, a Safar uh, Amua, Ben May, Alex Fidal, Scott Scrafton, Gareth Evans. Uh, and then they've gone for a 5-3, not a 6-2 bench with uh, Jamie Booth, Billy Proctor and Corbus Van Wick. Uh, a better bench there for the Hurricanes. Um, Cornflake, but um, the, uh, yeah, again, uh, uh, concerns around the front five, really, for this team, isn't it?
3: For the Hurricanes, yeah, I mean, they've they've got a pretty, it's good, but it's not great, and what they're coming up against is I think, going to be great because that's what the Crusaders (laughs) do bring to the game. So, yeah, I mean, pressure goes on that second row. Like we kind of talked about the blues of having a lot of um, imbalance and big players. You've got Vaififida who's starting in that second row. So, although I think that's good in other areas of the park where they can target their back row having effectively four loose forwards, it may well hurt their line out a little bit by not having that sort of specialist guy um, in there. And we've seen last week the line out, maybe they've just thought, well, let's just, Park the line out. We we won't worry about that at all. We'll just target other areas of the game and put our best players on the field. Now, as we've got an Australian fan, you know, joining us here, it's pretty easy to say that doesn't always work out uh, the best way. Just putting your best players on the park, and no matter what jersey they wear, but seems like that could be the way that the Hurricanes are going. If they can um you know, get get the best out of them in the breakdown rather than the set piece in other areas like that. So we'll see how they go. Um, but there's good players. They just need to step it up to a good level, especially against Crusaders.
0: And Shane, if they do get any kind of platform, that's a backline that can cause damage again. Um, just some question marks around Garden Bashett maybe being able to unleash them.
2: Yeah, I've had concerns over the front five for the hurricanes and who's wearing the ten and nine jumpers for at least a year and a half now for the and it's um it's a consistency it's a, if you don't have the consistency you can't get results but we all know we all know and um, I'm on the Aussie as Corflake said here <laughs> but in New Zealand um, when it comes to New Zealand games round by round these things are unpredictable and you just never know what hurricane side will show up on the day um, but then again I think we all know what the Crusaders will
0: like to do well yes um, let's uh, uh, and uh, uh, Ashwin asking the chat what's happened to Fletcher Smith I think he's injured currently uh, he seems to get injured quite a lot unfortunately uh, but yeah otherwise he would have thought he would be uh, in with the shout having some game time uh, at the very least but let me just run through as we've already kind of mentioned this Crusaders team let me run through the lineup then Joe Moody Cody Taylor and Michael Alatoa Samuel Whitelock, um uh, well, not not a bad addition, um and Mitchell Dunshay in the engine room, Cullen Grace, Billy Harmond, and Fetu Douglas are your Lucy's. Bryn Hall and Richard Mwanga will control things with Jack Goodhue and Braden Enor in the centers. And then uh, George Bridge, Sever Reese, and Will Jordan in your back three. Coming off the bench then, Brodie McAllister, George Bauer, Oliver Yeager, Luke Romano. Oh yes, look, another all-black. Um, Ethan Blackadder, Mitchell Drummond. David Havili back from a bowel surgery and uh, Lester Cuckoo um, there at the end. Um, Shane, with these guys, it's always a matter of, well, where's the weakness to target? Uh, there's, there's
2: never been a weakness with the, the Crusaders over the last four seasons. Um, mate, they, they are scarier than a, than a drop bear, as we like to know in Australia. They really are. Um but they're just this side that knows how to attack, they know how to defend, they know how to keep their set pieces constant. Um when when players like White Crockett and, and, and those sort of players left the, the scene, um, new players developed in, in that area. And it comes from the success that they have at, at Mitre ten cup level at Canterbury and I'm sure the grassroots below that. So it's just a system. It's just a system, and uh, no, no, Ashwin, not a drugged-up koala. But I think that um, <laughs> I think that if you wanted um, twenty-three attacking koala bears, you got it with the Crusaders.
0: The <laughs> i um,
2: doing these lines.
0: <laughs> the, um. So Steve, I yeah I. Again, well-drilled outfit, aside side that's uh, the systems they have there in both in Canterbury and in Tasman with the Crusader Academy. Look, it just keeps breeding players, doesn't it? Um, the we, we, we talked earlier in a previous show, and you highlighted perhaps the loose seasons as being an area of, um, well, clutching at straws concern.
3: Well, I mean, that's a bit like with the Crusaders, isn't it? You look at their team and you're just like, it's always so good, and you're saying, like, well, f- there's got to be somewhere that a team can look at and focus on an area and say, maybe we can get something off them here or or some sort of advantage because you've you've got to go out with a positive attitude that you can actually beat them somewhere on the park, let alone look at the scoreboard after that as well. But I've got to thought their back row is an area of inexperience. But like you just said, it kind of comes back the other way. That's why they're so good is because that inexperience has been there already. And so they're inexperienced in caps. Uh, you see, Colin Grace is a 20-year-old, only got six games um, to his name. And Billy Harman has only got uh, eight caps in, in a Crusaders jumper. So that's an area I think the Hurricanes can look at. And I think, like I mentioned earlier, with putting for Fafida in there in that second row, he's in the team, he's in that pack. And if they're going to go f- four big guys in their back row, that they can try and get something and put pressure on these young guys and, and try and get them to crack under the pressure that they're going to exert on them. Could be something if you're really going to, you know, like say, clutch at those straws. But it's something that they have been in already. They've been in this environment. It's not like their fresh signings, you know, in their third week around these players at the Crusaders. It, they've been here a while already. Billy Harmon's already had three seasons at uh, the Crusaders. So although he's not played much, he's trained with them for all this time. He's been around all these players. He knows the moves. He knows the plays. He knows where to be. He knows his role, which is probably the most important thing because that's what he will do. And the Crusaders are very good at um, getting players to do what they need to do and not have to worry the likes of Ophetu Douglas, who just can concentrate on his job. Like we talked about with the Chiefs, you know, when you've got those other guys in the back row covering the second row and experience, I don't think you'll probably see that the same with the Crusaders. It's kind of sickle or swim stuff. Um, they'll be put out there. This is what you do. Don't worry about anyone else. Just, just do what you need to do. So if they're going to attack somewhere, that's who they've got to go for. Uh, try and put pressure on the young guys and try and make them into errors, make mistakes and uh, get those penalties at the breakdown in any which way they can, whether it be bullying them or just being more aggressive at those sort of areas. it's They've got to have some sort of thing they can attack.
0: Yeah, and whilst I think the Hurricanes will get attacked by this back, uh, the, the outside backs, I think also the Hurricanes could potentially attack these outside backs uh if you can get players um into your if you can get some of the bigger players running into your several your george bridges they're not uh brain they're not the biggest guys around so if you can get your loud mappies um uh, out there or get your um your dane Coles running down those sort of channels hopefully uh, you might be able to bounce a few of those off so uh, a couple of options there for the hurricanes but it does sound like uh, we are going to be um, we are clutching at straws and we're we're not very popular, are we? So Shane, what's your call for this one?
2: Uh, well, firstly, I think the Hurricanes have just got to mix and match their game, but I said the Crusaders by fifteen.
0: Oh, he's going big, going big uh, over over two tries, over two scores. Leave there, um, Paul Blake. Uh, I know what yours is going to be, but uh, go on, tell, tell the listeners.
3: Well, I mean, something that we've not really talked about about this game in and, and an area, I think, alongside the, the positional place that the Hurricanes could attack them is the fact that the Crusaders haven't played yet in an actual match. So these other teams have all played that game where they can acclimatise to them, if you will, these new, uh, not laws these new ways that the referees are cracking down on the laws. So yeah. that's something the Crusaders have not had match experience in just yet. So if there's any way they've got to go out, the Hurricanes have got to go out hard, they've got to go out fast, they've got to put 20, 30, 40 points on them in the first half. Unlikely, I know, but they've got to dream big. Yep, dream big. Because you know what's going to happen? The second half comes along, The Crusaders are going to start rolling. And when they start rolling, they are just like a big steamroller going straight down the tarmac, and they're just going to squish anyone in their way. And if they get adapted to the way the referee's ruling this game, it's going to be curtains uh, before you get on. And the Walmart match, Ashwin, come on. A rigged draw between the same inter-squad side, no chance at all. This is not match. That's that's not big match, you know, what, Twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 people sitting in the stands sort of preparation that they're going to get from this. This is going to be hard on and they're going to just top level sort of stuff they've got to go for. So my pick, although it seems like I'm talking up the Crusaders a lot, I'm only going to pick them by four because I still think the Canes going to get something out of the game, but ultimately they're going to get pushed over later on.
0: So, and yeah, that, that pre-match was 31-all, which does give a, a certain suggestion that defence was slightly optional at times um, when people didn't want to get themselves injured. So, yes, as far as meaningful uh yeah, hits uh, hit outs go. You're right. The Crusaders have not had a meaningful hit out. Um I'm going Crusaders by three. Uh, so yes, I'm backing both the away teams. So we're expecting two away wins this weekend, guys. That's a bit of a long ask, really. Um, the other thing that uh Arshin points out is that the um Auckland first Fifteens uh kicks off this weekend, a lot of rugby kicks off this weekend in New Zealand. Obviously, Shane, being in Australia, you don't have the joy to um get to any of those games. Uh, but Cornflake, um, have you got uh, are you lining up any um club rugby to go
2: watch
3: this weekend? Oh in the icy coldness, I would highly doubt it. I'll be working I'll be working anyway, so no chance for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh but it'll be about minus two and um not very friendly for-, for club rugby. But yeah, I'll I'll be keeping an eye on results. Um, but I wouldn't imagine I'll be getting to the muddy mud pits of uh, Southland South and um club rugby. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I'm going to be trying to get out to um, Melville versus Hamilton Old Boys um, tomorrow. Um, catch up with um, uh, well uh, Minty, the, uh, cook, the um, radio commentator for, for the Waikato uh, and Bay of Plenty during the Mice 10 Cup. So, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to some club fuddy as, as, as well. Thank you, very much, Shane. Thank you very much, Steve, for joining me this evening. Um, don't forget, folks. Uh, you can uh, check out Complex YouTube channel as well if you want to hear more of him talking about rugby or him commentating on esports rugby as well. Uh, esports being a new hip trendy thing during lockdown, well Cornflake's been at it for years. He's an, he, he's, he's an experienced guy in that in that field. Um, so thanks for listening to New Zealand Sports Radio. Don't forget you can listen to us as a podcast. Check out uh, iHeart Radio, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio.